0: You're starting, Mercy. Oh, hey, moms. What's up, everyone? Here we go.
1: Hi. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the show. We still need to do the sweaty ball. I was just thinking that. I know. We got to do it. I was just about to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because we're becoming the same person because we are becoming the same person. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, you were texting me the other day and you had said like, what's up? How are you? Because we hadn't talked in like 36 hours, maybe 36 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Marcy, I talked to you this morning. Like, what are you talking about? But it was because I was listening to our podcast and I literally felt like, I had, like, spoken with you. I'm like, like, this
1: bitch won't leave you alone. Like, just
0: (laughs) talk to you, bro. But I'm good. Thanks. You're like, this. why are you so obsessed (laughs) with me? (laughs) This is a podcast about
1: friends. Mm,
0: Nope. Actually, we're talking about C-sections today. The 411, the down low. The down low on the down there. Brought to you by the down there doc. What's yeah, up? It's super interesting. We talk about V back, toe mm. freaking sutures, mm. freaking mo- mobilizing scars. All of it. We go, we talk about it all. So enjoy. <laughs> yep. Also, mm. if you are a C section mama, please mm-hmm. write in and tell us your experience. Gosh darn it. <laughs> No mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Join motherhood wellness expert, Allison from the honest peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert, Dr. Marcy at the down there doc, as they do a deep dive into all things, hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, Truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to
1: prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pea field sheets and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no, no mama love. Love. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey moms, we have really great news. The best news. It's the best. We realized in regards to our giveaway, asking busy moms to send us like an email and do a screenshot and all these extra things. It was just unfair. It was
1: asking too much of you. So, And, And honestly, like I can't even fucking send an email.
0: It was hard for us to even tell them what to do. Correct. So I don't know why we thought that it was fair. Sorry, like, mom. Have to do it. Our bad. Our bad. My- so, <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen now. It's so easy. All you have to do is leave us a review. And I mean, we're gonna say the winner's username on the mm. airwaves. So if yeah. you don't want to make it like, you know, something, Marcy, say something like a weird username,
1: like from clit to crown.
0: Yes, that if you prefer that, not or if you want to make us giggle, please do. Please do.
1: Um, but everybody can't be from clit to crown because then we won't people won't know who is who. That is so true, Marcy. That's right. I'm sure that everyone was planning on using that.
0: Um, pick a username, leave us a review. We'll read it live on the airwaves. Mm. And then once you hear your your username called, then you have to send us an email. But you're or a DM. Or a DM okay. or a DM mm-hmm. on social meds on, mm-hmm. on the gram. Pretty send us a snail mail, an owl. I mean, pretty an much <laughs> <laughs>
1: a carrier pigeon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much any way you want it. Just yeah. let us know that it's you, and then you will get one entrance into Marcy's courses. For free, all of them for life. like that's into it. That's a pretty big deal yeah and two you'll get my soul time guide which is a 35 page workbook (laughs) amazing that helps you rediscover your identity connect to your true self I teach you how to meditate um I give you affirmations all the things so you win Marcy's postpartum and pregnancy prep courses yes plus a bunch of other shit that's in there too plus a bunch of other shit that's in there too (laughs) and my soul time guide yay Good luck. Bye. Hey there, mamas. What's up? How we doing? How you do? How you do? Oh, I okay. <laughs> loved that hat <laughs>
1: for you. Thank you all. How we doing? Great. Great. How was, how was the life? How was the <laughs> <how> was- life? <laughs> How was your weekend? How uh, was are- the life? How was <laughs> the life? How uh, is the life? Life is are good. Are you on the pot? Are you smoking uh, the pot? I'm unfamiliar with that.
0: Mm-mm. What is that from?
1: Just Noah. I mean, <laughs> old lady saying that. <laughs> saying the pot. Like, I think Margaret Cho does something on that. Like, are you on the marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> like her mom asking her that or something. Not not from
0: anything.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So I have something to share that my mom sent me. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's wild. <laughs> okay. It's, it's wild. Even though we like know that <gasps> this occurred, just seeing it in the flash. Okay. Okay. Show so. me.
1: You sent it's it to from- me, but I couldn't read it.
0: Yeah. Even like, do you think it's time for some readers, Mars?
1: I have glasses, but I'm going to show you what that looked like, that text. I have glasses that I should be wearing all the time.
0: It it looks the same for me. No, it's the same Mars.
1: Look at that. You're telling me that that
0: that's exactly. (laughs) No, yours is way. Yours is way. I can read yours right now. Start reading it. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) I fucking will. I'll prove to you.
0: (laughs) I know you were ready. Okay. That's neither here nor there. It is. It's advice from a singer sewing machine manual from 1949. So my mom is advice. Well, my mom's a seamstress. And so she was like going through, you know, her things or whatever. And she found this from like like a manual Mm from mm -hmm. 1949 from a sewing machine prepare yourself mentally for sewing i'm gonna do it in that accent because that's how i feel like they'd say it think about what you are going to do never approach sewing with a sigh or lack Lack lackadaisically good results are difficult when indifference dominates never try to sew with a sink full of dirty dishes or beds unmade When there are urgent housekeeping chores, do these first so that your mind is free to enjoy your sewing. When you sew, make yourself as attractive as possible. (laughs) Put on a clean dress. Keep a little bag of French chalk near your sewing machine to dust your fingers at intervals. Have your hair in order, powder and lipstick put on. If you are constantly fearful that a visitor might drop in or your husband will come home and you will not neatly... Look neatly put together. You will not be able to enjoy your sewing. Mm. What in the, and we (laughs) wonder why we feel like we need to have our houses clean. (laughs) I mean, because they have been telling women that for centuries.
1: I mean, part of me was like, yes, I do feel that I cannot enjoy myself until the dishes are done. (laughs) But will I ever powder my nose and put lipstick on? No. Will I ever make a bed? Absolutely not. But I'm the opposite. I would rather get myself ready than do the dishes. Like the dishes
0: can wait, but like, I want to, I want to feel my best. Yeah. I
1: can't like chill if there's, I've done better in the last two years, but like right now there's so much shit out there (laughs) and like. That's how Sean is. I, I don't
0: like it. I have the oh. wonderful ability of just avoiding everything mm. so that it's it's as if it's it's no longer there. It's not there. It's a skill. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'll be like, let's go watch a movie or something. And he'll like let's look um, at the dish at the dishes. I'm like, let's just do it after. And he's like,
1: eh. That's how Brent's like, just do it in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. how, can, how can you sleep <laughs> knowing that there's crusty mac and cheese? But now I am like a little less neurotic about it. There's pros and cons to
0: both. You yeah, know? of course. A happy medium of the two is ideal because I will procrastinate until the dishes are entering the bedroom.
1: That's not true. Do you know what I used to do when I, in college? When I was like super busy working and going to school and all the things, and drinking and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> when I'd much rather go out to happy hour <laughs> yeah. than do my fucking dishes. Yeah. Um, I would just, they would like get piled up in the sink and I would just put a dish towel over them, like so I couldn't see them. Oh. <laughs> see? I lived in a tiny studio cottage Innovative. in Milcrest. Yep. And it was like a tiny, tiny, sink. tiny. Sink. Yeah. It was like a it was like an Alice in Wonderland kitchen. Like the roof got smaller as you got closer to the sink. And it was probably two thousand dollars a month. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And um I would just cover it with yeah, dish towels. It doesn't, it's not there. If you can't out of sight, out of mind. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, come on.
0: So anyway, I thought that and my Nana, she's 85. I want to say she was like, I love her. She's so, she's so fiery, which is so surprising that my Nana is fiery, but she said, oh my God, I'm speechless. Makes (laughs) me so sad to think of the nonsense my poor mother had to put up with. I'm like, Nana. I'm pretty you. Sure you had to put up with some of that shit too yeah
1: i was like 90 that was in 1947 when 1949. was that 49 yeah she in your nana's 80 something yeah so she was young at that time okay um, i don't know still i was like she was like 50 she was, was like 50. <laughs> she, she was
0: a mom in the 60s and oh
1: yeah yeah
0: it's one of those things where it's like <sighs> you don't think you had it that bad because of your parents generation and then your kids are like what the
1: hell Yeah, Ellie's going to be like, you didn't have internet for like a period of time. Have you seen those hilarious videos where um, parents like just put a rotary phone in front of their teenage kids and they don't like, I've heard of it and they don't like say anything about it and they're just like, make a call (laughs) and and they're They're like, like, yeah. (laughs) it's like oh god I mean I remember remember doing that
0: oh yeah actually I don't think we ever had a rotary phone you just had we just had the ones in the kitchen with like a 30 foot
1: long yeah you just wrap
0: it around and then handwritten paper with Mm -hmm. all of our friends phone numbers on it yeah
1: and an answering machine with an actual tape oh
0: yeah yeah hi
1: yeah oh I know
0: Do you remember when we had a family computer and there was a computer room? Yeah, the computer room. Yeah. And the computer
1: was like as big as my closet. You know, I don't think I'm going to let the boys have computers in their bedrooms.
0: That's a great idea.
1: I think we're going to do the same thing. We're going to have like a workspace.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about TV in their room? Yeah, I never had that growing up.
1: I didn't have it either. In fact... Now is the first time I've had a TV in the bedroom.
0: <laughs> I've never had a TV in my bedroom,
1: still. Yeah, but I think I want one. I, I, think I'm I enjoy, you know, I enjoy an Outlander while folding. Mm-hmm. That's what Ooh, they call it now. You- <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> folding. Did I what? <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> Did you did you get to the scene that I warned you about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there's not another one. Another okay. scene did like you, that.
0: Did you fast forward through it? Oh no. Lord. With Ran- with Cap say. with Jack yes. Randall. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was hard Trigger to
0: Trigger warning if you guys watch yeah. Outlander. There are some tough Sexual scenes. Yeah. <laughs> in that. Like very tough
1: but yeah that actor man he's so good like i hate him like he's so good at making you hate him and like now you see him yep at in like the 40s or whatever i'm like like how could she love him again knowing i don't don't. know (laughs) well i'm at the point where she it's still season one but she's back in the future and she just told him that she's, she's well I'm not, I'm not gonna be i'm not gonna say what she's gonna be there a while <laughs> Fuck! but it just flashed back to like yeah. them pulling up into paris so it we're like back in the
0: Ooh, i'm gonna watch it again it's so good
1: that's so it's good so good okay anywho
0: what's up anyway Anyways.
1: Leo? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I I would like to inform you that I finally made a laser hair removal appointment for my (gasps) nipples. (laughs) And I'm having second thoughts. I might cancel it. Why? Well, I bought a packet. They were having like a deal. Yeah. Where it's like you buy four or you buy five and you get one free. And yeah. then it was 20% off the entire package.
0: Okay. It's a steal.
1: Yeah. So I was like, I feel like I
0: have to do it. So well, I did. It's such a small area. You would think that it would be not as yeah. pricey. How pricey? Pretty pricey. No, yeah. it wasn't bad. It, I mean, it wasn't Just bad. Just for an areola? I mean, come on, people.
1: Two areolas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Two of them.
0: You know, it's just the left. The right just, <laughs> just never <this> sprouted. <laughs> it's
1: really weird. <laughs> um, I asked about bikini though, and that was like really expensive. Dude, okay. If anyone so, has
0: any tips on how to not get razor burn in your bikini line, because I you have to was wax. talking to Sean about the same thing. Mm. Okay, but with waxing, then you have to wait and you're just hairy for like two weeks.
1: I don't know. Have you sugared?
0: Yes. And it hurt sugary. so bad. I took a shot of tequila and took my pants off at a stoplight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Sugaring made me, I thought I was going to jump off. I the thought table. I was going to vomit. Yeah.
0: Everyone's like, it doesn't, it, it hurts way less. I. Like, that oh, is
1: a God. lie a huge lie. That is a lie. Taking I was like, sweaty. she had yes. to put, she had to put baby powder on the table. I was like sticking to it. I was oh, so sweaty.
0: Absolutely. She had to leave a landing strip. I, I Uh-oh. left that place with a landing strip.
1: You're like, she's like, just oh. stop.
0: She's like, I'll <laughs> leave this. It's the most tender part. And at the end,
1: if you want. And I was like, no, 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 no. Get, <laughs> me,
0: out. Get me out of here. Get me out of here, you devil.
1: It hurt. I mean, even just putting it on, like before they even rip yes, it off.
0: Cause it like pulls, pulls. a little
1: bit. Mm. <laughs> you guys <clears throat> we should do, do that in San Diego and film. The-
0: Hell to the no. Like I thought it would be like funny, like hurt, you know. I'd be like, it's oh, I- at least I have a story. No, it was um traumatic. Bad. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't try again until we got married. And then I did hard wax
1: with the, Oh, without the paper strips, just wax or the strips. No, I don't know. Cause there is a hard wax where like, they don't, they put it on and it dries and they just peel the wax off. Oh, And then there's like thinner one where they put like the fabric strip on and then rip the strip off.
0: So I just recently did that with my legs, my lower legs, the strip. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. How'd was, that go? It was real painful. Mm. It was real painful. And again, it was like I was hairy anyway for two weeks out of the month c- to wait. Right. For like, And I just didn't feel like
1: paying and waiting and hurting. And it was just too much. Well, I just shaved my nipples like last week <laughs> or plucked okay. maybe. And so I was like, oh, I can't schedule too soon because like I feel that I need to have some like substantial. Well, do you know hair. that? Does it matter? I don't know. I mean, I guess not because it zaps the follicle. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they just go zit, 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 like over the whole area. Yeah. Should I film I that's it? That's
0: actually how it sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should I film it? Yeah.
0: Absolutely
1: film it. Ugh.
0: Wait, why are you I, I don't know. Second thoughts.
1: I don't know. I was like, do I really need to do this? Like, can't I just keep plucking it? Well, that's a question only you can answer, Marcy.
0: Does it's- it cause you a lot of pain and suffering? No. Like my bikini line causes me a lot of pain and suffering. It's like constant
1: ingrowns. It's just, oh, it's, a, it's a I logistical do get nightmare. I don't get ingrowns on my nips, but I get ingrowns on my, the valve. Do
0: you know what's been helping?
1: Exfoliation
0: with salicylic acid like
1: uh like like the body wash that has
0: yeah
1: yeah, why because it like dries up the blackheads and shit it's like
0: i don't know it's just i read it's like the chemical exfoliant is best Hmm. to prevent ingrowns and it's been helping
1: okay i need to do that because i've just been shaving with the dull razor down there and it's just not working but (laughs) that mm, yeah But I'll keep you posted on the nipples. Yeah. On the nipple saga. I feel it's been quite long enough. And you know, the thing is, is like I don't notice them until they're like so long and black. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, dude, I'm just walking around with like long black nipple hair. (laughs) I'm like, God, just like how is that? And you know, like, I don't have big boobs. And so sometimes now that it's like summer and we'll be like bathing suits and stuff, like Sometimes I get a little gappage because my, my boobs don't fit in my bathing suit. And then I'm like, I'm like, dude, are you going to like, is there a gigantic? Like, I would rather have people see my bush coming out of my bathing suit (laughs) than like a black long ass nipple hair. How many hairs are we talking? Oh, each areola. Yeah. Minimum 10. Okay. So there's a lot. And sometimes two coming out of one follicle. (laughs) and long. Uh, I, I really don't understand. It all happened after Jonathan. I don't understand. So technically I, I have been so plucking much. and <laughs> I have been plucking and shaving my nipples for seven years. So yeah, maybe think, it is time. I think it's time, honey. <laughs> okay. I think,
0: you're I, think you're I think you paid your dues.
1: I mean, I've already got one. Yeah, I can see it,
0: just so you know. The hair? No, but the nipple for Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) The eraser? Flashing Dakota. (laughs) Oh, anyway. We haven't introduced Dakota, by the way. Oh, you guys.
1: Dakota is the tits. Pun intended. She's the bee's male.
0: We we hired a uh, podcast VA. We had talked about it a couple months ago, asking you guys. Um, I, I think, think
1: she's like you know so anyone. much more than a VA, though.
0: She is. What should we call her? Like the NMLB.
1: Gatekeeper. Manager. Okay. Gatekeeper. <laughs> Gate- Just like Hagrid. <laughs> the ground. The games keeper. <laughs> nothing gets by fucking Dakota. Okay. She runs our lives. She runs this podcast. Okay. She's going to, she does. She tells us what to do and when to do it. And we're like, please refer to our gatekeeper Dakota. (laughs) That's right. If you, you got to get through Dakota. Yeah. She's amazing. We love her. She's a military mom. She's got two kids. She's the fucking best.
0: Yeah. So shout out Dakota. Um, What's up girl. We love expanding our team. Mm
1: in this quest of ours speaking of there is a donate button right below (laughs) if you want to help us pay for dakota help us sister out yeah and (laughs) help you know whatever all the things looking
0: for sponsorships
1: Mm. we got bills y'all we We got got bills
0: bills to pay i got
1: bills They're they're multiplying And I'm losing control. And I can't take out loans. (laughs) So you got to pay up. (laughs) (laughs) So we can live. Okay. All right. My heart is set on you. Because my heart is set on podcasting. All right. Oh, yeah. No?
0: Mm -hmm. We got to work on that. All right. Let's
1: read a review and then let's get into it. Shall we? Great. Do I look like
0: a ghost right now?
1: No, you look amazing. No, I don't.
0: I feel like I'm just like blending in with my <laughs> wall. <laughs> I'm like gray and white, just like okay. my walls.
1: Look at how like stretched out this it's shirt okay. is. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we podcast. All don't right,
0: look, let's look away. Let's read a I'm review. Hideous.
1: I'm hideous. Okay. Do you want me to read it? <clears throat> yes this podcast has valuable and actionable information. Listen, that is hard to say valuable and actionable information for mamas at all stages. And is just flat out hilarious, relatable, and makes me feel good to listen to. Oh,
0: I love that. Me
1: too. Every episode has something I take away and has honestly helped me get out of an emotional and mental slump that I've been in for a while. Oh mama to know I'm not alone with so much of what I've been dealing with anxiety, pelvic floor issues, balance of house household and childcare responsibilities has helped me not feel as overwhelmed as if I'm alone on an Island. Thank you ladies for sharing your knowledge and your friendship with all of us. Keep it coming, please. Thanks mom. Thank you. We love you too. Thank you for listening. And we're glad that we are here for you.
0: Validating your really hard motherhood experience because motherhood is hard. Yes, it is. Motherhood is hard. It's hard. (sighs) I love reviews. I do too. I mean, not just because it like makes me feel good, but (laughs) well, this in turn makes me feel good to know that it makes other mamas feel good, you know? Yeah. And let me say feel good one more time. (laughs) How does it
1: make you feel? I like
0: to feel good and it makes me feel good when other moms feel good and then they write us to tell us how good they feel and I just feel good about it, you know. We just
1: feel super good about it and that's yeah. amazing. Okay. Great.
0: Okay, great, Uh okay. All righty Rooski. What do we do? Let's, what do we let's dive in. Let's get in. That also is kind of punny <clears throat> to dive what we're in. talking about because they dive yeah. on in, you know? They, do. they Yeah. They open. <laughs> we're talking about c-section
1: c-section you're gonna get the four one one i also think it's important that as when we're talking about c-section that we're going to talk about VBAC, which is okay. vaginal birth after cesarean okay. and tolac which is trial of labor after cesarean okay and i'm going to give you guys a little bit of stats on these I want to talk a bit about like what type of meds you may or may not get. If you are having a C-section, I'm going to give you a couple hot tips for recovery, both in the short term and the long term. Okay. Um, and then just answer Allison's questions along the way. Yeah. Okay. There, there'll, there'll
0: be plenty. <laughs> yes.
1: Lots of <laughs> why that was so hard to say.
0: It's hard to um, talk sometimes. Do you know the history of the cesarean? yes because i i do yeah it's caesar well actually it remains shrouded in myth and is of dubious accuracy that it's <laughs> the origination from julius caesar julius caesar. so i guess at the time it was only performed if a if a mother was dead or dying Oh god as an attempt to save the child because i was wondering that mm-hmm. because at the time of julius caesar like was it possible for a mom to live after a
1: C-section? Like
0: I'm not sure. Oh, I, I
1: don't. Yeah. I mean, there's a website. I just did a little, you know, Googling mm. birth injury, help says that there have been accounts of successful C-sections survived by both mother and child. Um, they don't, that doesn't start to appear until the 1500s. Ah. So I, I think you're right. Like in Roman times, they did it yeah. when the mom was dying or has died during childbirth to get the baby out yeah Um,
0: that's so crazy that it's like been around for that long because I feel like there's a lot of judgment or shame or guilt or whatever about Mm c-sections but like they've been around forever so there's been complications Mm -hmm. in birth and in labor for a long time You know, it's not like it was just this like 21st century thing of like, oh, we'll try it. Like, it's not like a medical innovation. Like it's literally been around for hundreds of years. So I think it's important important to
1: know. Yeah. And also like there's nothing wrong with having a C-section and we're going to talk a little bit um, about that, but yeah, I'm, we're going to put some of the links here to some of these like historical articles in case you're interested Mm. Um, but I mean, I think it's very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's kind of talk about it in present day, if you let's will define it. Mm. So from a statistical standpoint, and then remember just rain me in if I start to get mm. a little bit too, Oh, to Dr. Marcy. Yeah. Just rain yeah. it in. Just yeah, go. Will. Just, should we have a safe word? Yes. What is that? Watermelon. Pineapple. Oh wow! fruits.
0: <laughs> just making a little fruit basket. Okay, look at
1: that. There, there actually is a game. Have you seen that on TikTok or social media, where like you try to get the same, you try to say the same word? Uh huh. Yeah, but we should I do that. Playing that
0: when we were like seven. Okay, ready? Oh. Okay. Do we have a genre,
1: or do we just go? It has to go off the last one, so it has to go off watermelon and pineapple
0: oh okay so watermelon pineapple three two one mango three two one guava
1: not (laughs) enough time
0: (laughs) okay okay do you want a count of five
1: (laughs) yes okay wait are we so what are we going off of We're we're going off of mango and fruit bowl okay mango and fruit bowl okay okay guava (laughs) you have to count you have to say it out loud say what out loud the numbers five why you can see me i know but i couldn't (laughs) register i need the it's one more time this is it right here and don't say guava because i know what you're gonna say you gotta do it gotta do a different one watermelon (laughs) and pineapple i love playing games with you (laughs) okay Ready? (laughs) Okay, so we're
0: starting back from watermelon and pineapple. Yes. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Tropical. Ooh. Hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. Flamingo.
1: Five. Would you say flamingo? Yeah. Five,
0: four, three, two, one. Tall party, <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you say? tall, tall flamingo. This is like a long leg. No, why did you say party? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Like a tropical party
0: with <laughs> flamingos.
1: <laughs> oh, like a luau of sorts. Yeah, I don't think we're playing it right. I think we are playing it right. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, let's keep let's, up the C-sections. C-sections in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Moms. Don't you want to work with me? Come on. It's so fun. Okay. There was a study done in 2017 that looked at prevalence of C-sections and what they found was that C-sections were occurring in about 26% of healthy, low-risk, full-term pregnancies in the correct positioning. So then the question is, is like, okay, why is it elective? Did something happen during labor? Hold on. What do you mean by correct positioning? Like the baby was head down, Ah, like not ah, breech, ah. not transverse. Okay. Okay. The percentages for C-sections vary, obviously, depending on where you are, county, state, you know, very similar to the episiotomy thing, right. That we talked about. So for example, in California, C-sections vary anywhere from 12% in one county to 70% in another county. That is awful.
0: Can I just say that?
1: It's awful. Because of the biggest, because it's such a big discrepancy.
0: Yeah. Because clearly Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. due to hospital procedures and
1: Mm -hmm. that's not the way it should be. Okay. Carry Mm on. So the world health organization says that a optimal rate of C-sections to really safeguard against maternal death. Cause that's really what C-sections are for, right? Like yeah, to make sure that we don't die and babies don't die, yeah. that that percentage should be around 10 to 15%. Okay. Is like a normal rate quote unquote, according to the world health organization. So like if one County is doing 12%, that would be considered acceptable because mm-hmm. we, there are complications and there are, you know, medical emergencies versus 70%. Like, are they going to C-section too fast? Yeah. What are the decisions Like, how is that decision being made?
0: <clears throat> and those are not pre-planned C-sections, right? Correct. These are emergency c
1: sections. No, some are, some are preclam. Okay. That's the, okay. that's the thing. Like in that one study in 2017, if you look at those, you know, if you just look at that pregnancy, healthy, low risk, full term. So you're at, you know, 39, 40 weeks, the baby's in the right position, 26% in it with those like variables are having mm-hmm. C-sections. Okay. So C-sections are considered the most common surgical procedure in the U S Wow. Mm. Um, back in the seventies, the nationwide rate of C-sections was really low. It was only like 5% of women. Really? Yeah. Per ACOG. Yeah. With, um, per ACOG, which is American college of obstetrics and gynecology.
0: But at that point, was that when they were giving women like
1: Demerol and just in the seventies? Yeah. No, I think that was like more in the fifties. Yeah. They were just like, Knock them out and yeah, and you'd wake yeah. up and have a baby. Yeah, I think the 70s like women were just like drinking scotch and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> I mean, do what, what you fuck? gotta do, <laughs> I mean, by that point, babies, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, only kidding, don't do yeah. that. Okay, but if you so- want to hear more about that, <laughs> talk to <laughs> your grandma. <Yeah>. Okay, um. <laughs> So 1970s, super low percentage, about 5% of women had C-sections, but then the national average went up to 32% in 2015, which is a 540% increase. So from 1970 wow. to 2015, so 35 years, is that right? Mm-hmm. It went up 545 no, Right. 45. It went up. (laughs) I don't matter. Five, uh, 540%. Do they mention what that could be due to? Um, we're going to talk about that. Okay. So this also says that 90% of mamas who have C-section end up having another for their subsequent births, Mm -hmm. even though VBACs or vaginal birth after cesarean, Are safe options for about 72 to 76% of women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just something to think about. So let's talk about the actual procedure. Okay. What do you know? What do you know about it? Do you know much about it?
0: I know that they usually give you like an epidural or some sort of spinal block Mm -hmm. I know that they make an incision and they grab the baby out and sew you back up. Exactly right.
1: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. And we're done. So yes, there's also, did you know that there's actually, they make two incisions? So one is the incision above the pubic symphysis, right? In your belly. Mm-hmm. And then they have mm-hmm. to make another incision in the uterus. So you're actually oh. healing from two major <laughs> incisions, <laughs> oh. right? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So nowadays they do the, what they call like the bikini
0: uh-huh. Incision,
1: so it's like super low. It's maybe three or four centimeters, right above your pubic bone, like right where your hair, pubic hair, is. Yeah. And oftentimes, if it's kind of like a non-emergent situation, and if everything is is going well, like that scar can be is like small. And yeah, and a lot of times the pubic hair will kind of grow over it, and it's very very low. So most of the time, you can't really see it. They used to do it a little higher up, kind of close to the umbilicus, but now it's very very low. Um, but it's again it's a low transverse. So they go side to side. And this is because it's, it's right. Kind of like your the bottom of the uterus is going to be right behind where they do that incision above your pubic bone. Okay. Okay. And now, like I said, they go side to side, but in the past they've gone up and down mm. in your abdomen. And that usually is a lot tougher to recover from. And sometimes they have to do that. If there's like other comorbidities or problems, like if there's a big fibroid or something right there, they have to go above it. Or if there's like another type of abdominal surgery that was performed before, and there's lots of scar tissue, Mm. they might have to go above and do like a vertical incision. Okay. Um, then when they get to the uterus, they do there can be three types of incisions in the uterus. One is low transverse, so that's at the very bottom, right behind, like the pubic bone, mm-hmm. where the tummy one was. Um, low vertical is same, but it's up and down in the uterus. Um, this incision, the low vertical, has a higher risk of complications. So sometimes okay. we see a higher risk of um, uterine rupture than the low transverse. Um, it's kind of the least favorable. Well, low transverse is the least um, risky for future. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Why would they do any other
1: incision then? Like, if there was like something in the way, okay. you know, like so they wouldn't just elect to do it that way. It would have they shouldn't be, okay. do a ver- no, no standard procedure usually is low transverse. Yeah, um, and there's a high vertical, which is called the classical incision, and this is up and down, made to higher up in the uterus um this is sometimes done for pr- very very preterm babies um it has the highest risk of future uterine rupture okay. so not done i i have a friend who had a vertical um done she had like an abdominal surgery or something that happened with her bladder as a kid as a child and then when mm. she got pregnant she had to have a c section because of it and they couldn't go low transverse because of her past history with the bladder and so they went higher so she had like a she had a vertical okay um and had some had difficulty uh healing from that so they take the baby out they take out the placenta they cut the umbilical cord and then they close the two incisions so they close the uterine incision and then they close the outside incision
0: okay
1: and just like a tidbit something that i've noticed in my practice is that when i have patients come in after c-section and they have scar sensitivity and scar immobility on the outside like on that belly scar it's oftentimes more pronounced on the side that the surgeon was standing on when they closed the incision hmm. because they like sew it towards yeah. you so you might see a little bit more um you might see a little bit more like immobility and tightness at that end of the scar compared to the other side, like more thickness compared to the other side. Okay. Questions? No, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as far as meds go, sometimes they'll just do a spinal, which is local block, block, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um sometimes if you've had an epidural like if you were trying if you were in labor and you were you had an epidural and you were laboring and and made the de- decision to go to C-section or whatever they can just go right into C-section with epidural. Sometimes if it's an emergency and they can't place the spinal or the epidural, they'll put you under general. Okay. And you'll it, like you'll go to sleep. Yeah. I had a friend that that happened to. It was like a very emergent situation and she, they put her under general. And she said, I remember like going into the or going into the OR and the doctor was like on top of her on the, on the bed, on the rolly bed, as they were like reeling her in. And they had like the mask on her face. And then she's like, I saw the doctor start to like make the incision as they were going into the OR. Oh boy. Yeah. And she said that she said, and she's a midwife oh, my friend. <clears throat> and she said that, um, the issue with general is that you wake up how you go in so if it's like an emergency traumatic experience like you wake up like the same oh cuz <clears throat> yeah so she said she like woke up afterwards and like yeah, yeah was just oh, yeah she, it was very traumatic for her um but most of the time spinal and epidural will do it yeah and and they don't necessarily feel pain but you'll feel pressure and pulling and like sometimes a nauseous feeling because they have to move around your intestines. stuff. Yeah. 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 They are doing yeah, my, go ahead.
0: my, uh, one of my girlfriends just had, um, a C-section cause they, with baby one there, um, he had shoulder dystocia. hmm.
1: hmm.
0: um, and so they were worried with this baby mm-hmm. that risk she was like, "I really yeah. want to try," mm-hmm. um, but she's really small, and yeah. this baby yeah. ended up being bigger than her first. So oh, it gosh. was good yeah. that they Those decided right to decisions. do that. But mm-hmm. yeah. that's a hard, that's a hard choice,
1: yeah, to make. Well, it's just like it's like any choice. You don't you don't have a crystal ball, so like you don't no. Know. Know. You just make the best decision for what you're doing but i think i've said personally you know i would rather have a c section than yeah like forceps or whatever you have to use for shoulder dystocia and you do have a higher risk with the second one if you had a proven shoulder dystocia the first Yeah. Time.
0: Yeah and that's you know just i brought that up to say that there are so many different reasons mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. someone would have a mm-hmm. c section and yeah. even planned. Yeah. Like i feel like a lot of people are view C-section as like, oh, they elected a C-section.
1: Like mm-hmm. took the easy way out. I'm yeah. And to. it's like, yeah.
0: um actually yeah. it's a major surgery and it's a lot to heal from. So mm-hmm. okay. Carry
1: yeah. On. It is a major. Yeah, it is for sure. Um Okay. So let's touch briefly on VBACs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm, so VBAC and TOLAC, which is trial of labor after it's a cesarean. Yeah. Define the difference between those two because they sound pretty similar. Yeah. So TOLAC trial of labor is that you're trying labor, but you might have to go to C-section. VBAC okay. is where you successfully have a vaginal delivery after C-section. Oh, okay. So, so it's this is trial of labor. So you could be like, you're going in to try. Okay if it progresses to vaginal, then it's a VBAC. If it does not, then it's a TOLAC oh, trial. Okay. So my friend would have done TOLAC because
0: she did try.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, right. All right. All right. Yep. Good to know. Yep. 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 So, um, the studies and ACOG do say that most women who have had C-sections are good candidates for VBAC. Um, and what we see for women, if they have a V back with their second pregnancy and they have more pregnancies afterwards, that the risk of complications in the future pregnancies go down. And same in maternal morbidity. Like if you have a successful V back, then we see these kind of like other risk factors go down. Okay. Um, and obviously a big benefit of VBAC is that you're not doing a you're not having to recover from a second surgery. Yeah right after having a baby. Um, and then they also say that, um, as the number of C-sections that a patient, like one person has increases. So like the more C-sections you have, obviously our risk of obstetric complications increase also, cause these are, this is a major abdominal surgery. Yeah. It's not just like two tiny incisions. I mean, this is like Uh a, a major abdominal surgery, That can, most of the time is usually fine, but the more you perform surgery on a body part, the more types of complications we see. So for C-sections, we tend to see, you know, hemorrhage, placenta previa. That's where the placenta grows and attaches at the bottom of the uterus and it covers the cervical opening. Mm -hmm. So you can't push, have a, yeah, well, Yeah. Cause they're like baby can't go anywhere. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that can be a medical emergency. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then other types of placental, um, disorders. And, and then usually this is due to, um, the amount of scar tissue that we see in the uterus from multiple surgeries. Um, so most practitioners, like most docs consider patients with up to two C-sections to be candidates for TOLAC trial of labor after a cesarean. So you okay, can have, but if, but if they've had more than two
0: C-sections, they say, no, we're doing C-section.
1: Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I think it depends. Yeah. But what ACOG says and what this study, which we'll link below says also is that most practitioners consider patients who have had two C-sections to be a trial for SOLAC. So like,
0: I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have had a C-section before, you can always just elect to do another
1: C-section. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. You can make that decision. And there might be other factors that, you know, your physician and you have discussed and know that like, it's not going to work from a physical standpoint. Like you can't look at somebody when they're pregnant and say like your pelvis is too small, but you would know that (laughs) during delivery, you know? So like, There's no way to to say that other than going through a delivery. Yeah. Kind of deal. Um, Okay. Tolek and VBAC questions about that. Mm,
0: No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess one of the downsides though to that, and this is what she was sort of going back and forth between is like, if you try for a VBAC and, and you've talked about this, then sometimes you get, the issues that come along with like long pushing phases mm-hmm. and you end up getting a C-section mm-hmm. anyway. So I think that's where my friend was mm-hmm. the The head of OB was like, Hey, a lot of times, like she gave her a stat, like 40% of the time, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go down for a C-section anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to, to know the stats to know. Yeah. and talk to your doctor about your options.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it goes both ways too. Like sometimes people will have as a back like a very smooth and easy yeah. delivery and recovery compared to their delivery or compared to the recovery for C-section. And mm-hmm. it can go the other, it can go the other way too. Like I had, I know someone who had a V back and had a very long pushing phase and ended up with a pretty significant tear and she was like, oh my God, I should have just had a C-section. Like, I can't believe I did that, you know, but, and I was like, you can't blame yourself. Like you have no idea what yeah, would have happened either way, you know? And that's, what's so hard about making these, these decisions. It's like, you just have to understand, you just have to know what to expect either
0: side. yeah, And I think, <clears throat> I think as... Soon to be mamas or even like second-time mamas, we try to pick <laughs> the route that is going to be the least amount of pain, the least amount yeah. of trouble, the least amount of yeah. healing. And at the end of the day, I mean, and this is reinforced by society because you know, we, we're expected to go back to work after six weeks and all of this ridiculous <sighs> bullshit. It's like yeah. either way, it's fucking hard because mm-hmm. either way. Like even a wonderfully executed birth, such as Mm -hmm. mine. Like I would Mm -hmm. say that mine was like pretty good. Mm -hmm. I had a second Mm -hmm. degree tear, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. like either way you're going to have to heal and rest and recover. And I just feel like we all have this notion if we're first time moms, especially that there's some way to go out of labor and delivery, like unscathed, you know, like a little sore Like that's like it's fucking hard on your body, even if you don't tear, even if Mm -hmm. you know, you don't get a c section. Yeah. Um,
1: we need to like manage our expectations, dude. Yeah. And I also just think like taking the shame away from everything. You know, like there's a book out there, I think, called Cut It Out. And it's about C-sections and like in a negative light, or in us, yes. oh, in a negative light, and like it, and it's so shamey, and it's so like, oh my god, the U.S. is doing so many C sections, blah blah blah, and it's like, okay, <laughs> but at the same time, like if everybody's happy and healthy, well, playing devil's advocate here,
0: that that is true that. It, historically speaking. And even I was speaking to someone who, uh, gave birth in Brazil and it's like status quo. There's everyone goes in for a C-section.
1: Yeah. Everyone. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: like it is happening where people who don't need to be, yes. you know, it's not an emergency. It's not due yes. to complications, whatever, yes. because yeah. of hospital procedures, because they are understaffed, like that has just, happened.
1: Yeah, easier. It doesn't happen
0: be. everywhere, but that has happened. It's just like the big pharma thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's a little bit of evidence that that does happen. And so then it's just this blanket judgment of mm-hmm. oh, everyone's getting C sections and they don't have to. And it's so awful. As mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, here's this really great life saving tool so that really we have great. in our belt if we yeah. need to use it.
1: And also, I think that. And I mean, I might be like the only Perth PT or postpartum PT that's going to say this, but I think if like the mom wants a C section, like she should be able to get one. Yeah. I've never really I do. about that. I mean, like if you have the choice, you know, and, and like, let's say you have a, t- a lot of anxiety or you've had like a history of trauma or, you know, something like that. And you just like, can't mentally get in a space to have a vaginal delivery. Like, I feel that we live in a world where we can offer a different choice. Hmm. I mean, like, what do you think about, like, what do you think about, I mean, I think it's one argument saying that like people are being forced to have c-sections or pushed into c-section yeah yeah, yeah. when they You're don't need it
0: electing
1: yeah but like if it. you but if you have the choice i mean it is a harder recovery you know you do have it is a major abdominal surgery you know you yeah. do have all these things like i've never honestly thought about that but it's a it's a good
0: question and i'm not yeah Nothing is coming to mind of like, oh, that's no, you know, it's like, I mean, my only pause would be, I know a lot of moms go into labor and delivery, terrified, (laughs) like most moms Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. terrified. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, I wonder if they would do that just because of the fear of the unknown. Um.
1: I don't know. That's a hard one. I know it is. It is a hard one. It is a hard one, especially in this kind of day and age when we're talking about like presenting all the information and making an empowered choice and being a part of the decision-making process. Now, like I am all for one. I am all for not doing unnecessary procedures and surgeries and and interventions. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But if somebody says like, that's I tripping would,
0: me out. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's I've never kind of thought what, about it. If you could I mean, just I've be had, like, okay, so I want a C section.
1: And like, yeah, I've had friends, I've had friends, patients schedule their C sections. And I am in no place to judge them at all. I mean, like, if no, that's what you no, are no, doing no. and you want to do that for your family and your physician is okay with that and everyone is safe and healthy, then like, cool. I'm here for you afterwards. Same yeah. with the vaginal delivery. You know, like, yeah. if you like, I, I don't care as long as like you are supported. Yeah. You are a part of the decision-making process. You know, the risks and the benefits to every single thing that you're doing, whether it's vaginal or medicated or unmedicated or whatever, like it's my, I feel like it's my job to educate about that stuff. And then you make the decision and then I support you with whatever decision you make and whatever outcomes happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be wrong to say, no, you have to try that.
1: You know? Right. Like, I mean, that's on the other side, like that's the same yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So, I mean, people do that for inductions too. Totally. I mean, they'll schedule an induction because like their partner's going out of town. Yeah. You know, it's my, the same.
0: My hospital did not
1: so like <laughs> no Tough shit. Yeah, It was literally in the the pamphlet.
0: They were like, we cannot schedule it around if your mom's going to be in town. Yeah.
1: I was like, well, that's
0: not helpful, but I get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's hard. These are hard things to think about, but like.
0: They're super hard.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think that, I think the things to think about, you know, is you have these conversations with your partner and your provider you know the risks and benefits to everything. You think about what the postpartum is going to be like because I will tell you that a C-section recovery is tough. Yeah. And you still bleed out of your vagina. When you have yeah. a C-section, so like not only are you dealing with a major abdominal surgery and a very sensitive and painful scar, but you're yeah. also dealing with like a big uterus underneath that that's contracting back down underneath those two scars and you're bleeding out of your vagina and you have a new baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as everyone knows, like you said, the risks and benefits, I mean, if, if mom is, and if anyone is, is comfortable sharing about this, by the way, yeah, if you I would love to elected hear for a C-section. Tell us your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd live, we'd love to hear it. And even mm-hmm. if you, you know, had a C-section for whatever reason, okay. um, yeah. we would love to hear it. So send us yeah. your stories.
1: No mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com at gmail.com. I'm going to give you two quick recovery tips and then we'll wrap this sucker up. Let's do it. Actually, I'm going to give you three, three (gasps) bonus bonus. So first would be, um, and I've said this a million times, postpartum recovery leggings, Uh, (laughs) the compression leggings that go up and over your belly and they have special ones for um, C-section scars and we'll link them below. Um, super important helps a lot with pain management helps a lot with support of the abdominal wall, just taking some of that pressure off of the scar. The second is when you are moving, like rolling out of bed, going to sit up coughing or sneezing, think about supporting your belly and your scar with a pillow, especially for coughing and sneezing. Like you hug a pillow, kind of push it very gently against your belly and your scar. So that tissue has something to like push up against as you have that forceful. Yes, exactly. Mm, Okay. Okay. It's kind of like
0: wrapping a wound.
1: Yeah. It's just like some support. Cause like when you, and the same when you're pooping, right. Cause you got to like push a little bit. And so you need to just support that with a pillow. The third tip is at the six to eight week mark, when the C-section scar is healed, quote unquote, like the stitches are gone, tissue has remodeled, you know, blah, blah, blah. It still probably will feel super weird, sensitive, itchy. You might be pain, have pain like above it, even sometimes like way above and way below you. That's all because those nerves in that area have like, you know, had a little bit of a, they're reconnecting. Yeah. And that takes, you know, a while, but You can start to desensitize the area Mm -hmm. by using different types of uh, like material. One of my favorite things to do is take like a makeup brush, like a soft powder brush and just go up and down, like over your scar, all the way, like into your pubic hair, up towards your belly button, go everywhere, all directions over the scar, curly cues round, just start to get your skin used to like that type of tactile sensation. And then you can also take like a washcloth, like a soft terry cloth, terry cloth, washcloth, or Mm -hmm. like a soft rag, or even like a stuffy, you know, like, a. Whatever, like a bunny ear, if your kid has a soft oh, yeah. bunny, yeah, yeah, jelly cat, great soft stuffed animals, <laughs> and like use that to just kind of rub along the just outside. Just take the kitty front. paw, yeah. Take just, your dog's ear, you know, very soft, and yeah. just go kind of up and down, and then, um, and you'll have to do that for a while, like a couple months or so, to start to desensitize, and then we can start to work on actual like manual tactile Mm. things to do to what we call mobilize the scar, get the nerves kind of moving a little bit. We don't break up scar tissue, but we get it more pliable. And this will help with better pelvic floor recruitment, better abdominal muscle contraction, less pain, better mobility, better for second Pregnancies if you get things moving earlier now. And we talk about all of this in my courses too. So Mm. um we're gonna link below. Also, we have like a lot of recovery tips um and birth prep tips for C-section. So yeah, I don't feel um, like
0: the hospital gives you all of this no
1: no. stuff for
0: C-section.
1: No, they'll give you like a white velcro binder to wear and don't wear those. Get into the leggings, and they're so uncomfortable, anyways. Um, so that, so that's a four one one. If you have any other questions about C-sections, please email us, comment on our Instagram. No mama left behind underscore the podcast. Email us. (laughs) I was like, is it the pod or is it the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Um, we'd love to hear your stories and, um, thanks for this Mars. Yeah, no problem. I hope it was helpful.
0: Answered a lot of my Questions, mm. but it's okay because for my next labor, you're gonna be there. So <laughs> I'm gonna be
1: elbowing the doctor out of the way. Yeah, I'm like don't touch her perineum. Yeah, That's let me I touch want. it. That's what I want. I'll be like, like excuse you can, me, I can't. You can hang see. out in the waiting room. It's fine. <laughs> to the doctor. <laughs> I'll just notice. Oh, to sean
0: Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. 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 No, we got. We'll, we'll let you know when the baby's here. Bye.
1: Auntie Marcy's coming. Just,
0: I'm coming, waits.
1: sweetie. <laughs> help is on the way, can... dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. All right, signing off. Signing off. See you on the other Bye-bye. side. bye The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because... Let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits, so you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier, and you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community, along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's nmlb twenty at www.thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. See you in there.